Hello and welcome to Do You Still Like Me, the podcast for the unhinged by the unhinged. My name is Jace. And my name is Ree. How you doing, Jace? Yeah. Uh can't complain. I can complain, love to complain, <laughs> but won't complain. Just this once I won't complain. Uh how have you been, Ree? Um I can complain. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Complain. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering how much of this show, how much people come for is just coming to listen to me complain about stuff because fuck, <laughs> I do a lot of it, don't I? I just complain constantly. The cat is scratching to get into the studio. Shammy, no! <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Uh, <laughs> complain. Shammy's trying to interrupt my time. Um... That's really disres- yeah. It's re time right it's now. Really disrespectful Tip- of him. Typical white man just <laughs> coming to interrupt. Shammy, it's all how about could him. you? Um, okay, okay. So uh, I'm gonna get this over with straight away. We know that one of the squares on the bingo card is re complains about work. <laughs> we know. I know. I do it a lot. I'm sorry, um, but basically. I'm feeling really burnt out right now, like very, very burnt out, um, mm. mostly because of work. Uh, work, th- there's nothing like wrong. I'm not complaining about work in a, oh, it's shit and I hate it way. I don't I actually really like my job. I'm really lucky to be able to work my job. Um, it's just very full on at the moment because we're making a lot of changes to our system. So there's been a lot of meetings mm. and a lot of training and a lot of extra work that has been popping up for me and for uh, the other people on my team. So that has been a lot to deal with. And that combined with lockdown, I'm getting to the stage where I can pretty confidently say I'm getting burnout, like mm. like full on burnout. Um, last night, um, I was in meetings until... About 8 p.m. Ugh, yuck. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't have a lunch break. I worked through my lunch break and I started early uh. to make sure that I could get all of my work done for the day. So I was working for about, I'm going to say, about 11 hours just straight Whoa. through. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to get paid overtime for that or? No, but I'll get, I'll get time in lieu, uh, which is, I, I'm on a salary, so that's fine by me. Um, uh-huh. It means that I will, I can uh, finish early on other days and I won't have my pay cut for that. And I'm like, that's, that's fine. If, if I got absolutely mm. nothing, yeah, I'd be kicking up a stink, especially, you know, the fact that I had to be in meetings after hours. Not cool. Mm. Not a fan. Um, but uh, oh, but because you're doing it from home, it shouldn't be a problem <laughs> is, is the way that I feel like a lot. I'm not saying this about your boss specifically, but I've seen on uh, on the interwebs that seems to be how a lot of bosses think is if you're doing it from home, then it's not really working. But yes, mm. that does seem to be a pretty prevalent thing right now. Um, it is uh, Thursday, the 29th of July when we're recording this. And it's just mm-hmm. been announced that we are going to be in lockdown for at least another four weeks here in mm. beautiful Sydney uh, because everyone here is a fuckhead apparently uh, and we're still outside running around doing dumb shit, going to protests 
Oh my god, do not start me <laughs> on protests. It's it's pretty fucked. I really need the people of Sydney and I'm not talking to the ones that are doing the right thing, but the people that are fucking it up, I'm going to need you to, to just like take a step back, maybe like 12 steps back and just chill out because <laughs> I need my family to come up and visit because I have lots of DIY stuff around the house that I need done and I do not have the strength <laughs> nor the knowledge to do it. So I need my dad to be able to come up and fix some stuff. I have a husband who is not, I love him. I just want to preface this with I love him. Michael, I know you're not listening. Uh, but when I asked him to secure the bookshelf that I built, put together for one of our kids, I asked him to secure it to the wall. He got wood glue and glued the entire back of the bookshelf. What? Uh, and just stuck it to the wall. Michael! He stuck it to the wall and... You guys live in a rental too, don't you? Yes. We rent. We rent. Fuck. And when I said, why did you do that? He said, well, it's not going to fall on the kids, is it? No, it's not. But it's it, it's going to be there forever. Holy now. shit. <laughs> we can't move her room around because the oh, is stuck. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Fuck. See, like, that's the thing, like, in rentals, at least if you're, if you're going to, like, nail or screw things into the wall, that's a pretty easy thing to kind mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, get away with once you're moving out. You can, you can fill the hole, you can paint over it, it's just a tiny, mm -hmm. tiny little thing, that's fine. <laughs> and it's easier uh -huh. if you need to move shit, but, like, wood, how, wood glue? How are you going to get that? Wood glue. How are you going to get that off the wall? I don't know. Fuck's I feel like maybe we'll have to get some sort of, um power tool like a saw or something to just to cut all the way down the back. it's it's shocking I keep oh my thinking like we've mentioned before on the podcast how we watch shows and we go I could do that <laughs> when I yep yeah yeah when I watch renovation shows I was watching we were watching house rules and Michael was like, we could go on house rules if we owned this house. We could, you know, we've got the perfect house for it. It's a piece of shit. We could easily like team up and we'd be good on TV. And I was like, babe, you glue furniture down. It's like, <laughs> it'd be like, they'd, they'd come back to their house and it would be like, oh, I really like that, that antique or that multi-thousand dollar uh, armoire or whatever. Um <laughs> Can't can't move it though can't because it. it's glued. Can't move it. It's so, been glued um... <laughs> to the fucking wall. At, like so, uh, great team of Jason Michael. We've got the guy that glues <laughs> shit to shit, and <laughs> the disabled one. <laughs> so he'd be. I would just. He'd be doing all the work, and he'd be doing it badly. Wrong. Like, <laughs> and I'd be there telling him what to do, and he'd be like, "Do you want to do it?" And I'd be like, "I can't do it." It's like, no, I, I want to do it. I want to do it because I, I really would want to do it better, but I physically cannot. I'm, I'm also kind of struggling with some of that um, because I, um, I got some new furniture recently, and mm -hmm. it's heavy, and I need to carry it upstairs, and like, I have a housemate who is wonderful and one of my best friends. I would never say a bad word about them because, like, she's just the best. Um, mm -hmm. But she also works from home and 
She also is experiencing some burnout with work right now. We both have very intense work schedules. So mm-hmm. trying to work around that to do like house things that need to be done together isn't always the easiest. If it's something that I can do by myself or she can do by herself, uh, that's fine and we manage. But if it's something that we need to coordinate on, it's like, okay, uh, I can book you in <laughs> uh, next Saturday at uh, 1.30 p.m. to 1.45 p.m., like that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> mm. Whereas if, you know, if we weren't in a fucking lockdown, I have any number of friends that could come over mm. and help. Shut up. <laughs> fucking jay swaggling their eyebrows just being like Ooh. how far into this are we Ooh. and you've already hit me with a shut up <laughs> <laughs> it's because i know that you making that face and that expression means that you're thinking oh we could have a man over yes i could have a man over i could i have several on a roster i could rotate them while they rotate my desk like <laughs> see i don't i don't even have to say anything and Re mm. just goes off, <laughs> <laughs> just defending themselves <laughs> over, over something that I didn't even say. <laughs> I'm allowed to defend myself. I am, I'm exhausted. I'm quite frankly yeah. exhausted, and I would like to be able to have some help and you know see my family. My younger brother uh, mm. lives in Western Sydney. He lives in Penrith. Little baby, little small, baby Shane, little tiny Shane. Jace is emphasizing how tiny Shane is because he is about six foot four. And Jace doesn't like to think about that because Mm -hmm. passage of time. Because you you watched him grow up. I had to watch him grow up from the fucking age of four. So it don't start me on how difficult it was to watch Shane become a man. Yeah, I guess, I guess. He he is my understand. (laughs) But even that, like he and I were organizing to hang out. It was his birthday last week and I was... You turned you know, 12. Yes. Uh, <laughs> plus 13. Um, and I wanted to go out there and like, you know, we were going to do like just a nice like daytime pub lunch type situation. Um, and we were thinking of doing that. Oh, yeah. Like after lockdown ends, I'll go out there. Mm. And now it's going to be another fucking month before I can see him. He's pretty much my only family in New South Wales. I have like some, uh, some like cousins and some extended family, but I'm not particularly close with them. I mean, they're great people. They're my family. I love them, but I wouldn't see them regularly anyway. So that's not too much of a change. Whereas this is my younger brother who I'm quite close with. And I, I haven't seen him in, uh, fucking like eight months. Uh, I haven't seen him in eight months. The last time I saw him was the last time I saw Wendy. So, you know, it's been a long time. And yeah, working from home is fucking me over. I'm having trouble concentrating. I'm having trouble with the workload because my work-life balance is not a balance at the moment. It's just, it's all the same thing. So Mm -hmm. I don't get to, I don't get to separate out my work from seeing my friends and doing things and building furniture because everything is the same right now. And I'm just like, I hate to complain. And I know that everyone else in Sydney, everyone else in New South Wales is in the same boat right now. We're all doing it really tough right now. But I, I do think that some employers, not mine, mine has been fairly good about it, but I think a lot of employers have taken this as an opportunity 
to basically demand that their staff be available all the time because it's like, yeah. well, what else are you doing? It's like, well, we know you're at home. <laughs> we know you're at home. We know you can read your emails because you need to be able to read them from home anyway. It's like, well, I would like to be able to sleep. I would like to be able to relax. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of people are finding it really hard. And yeah, I'm one of them. It's not it's great. It's that <laughs> needing to, it's that needing, like, it's that, oh, I've lost it. It's that needing to be available 24-7 thing that would be really, really hard because um, there's n- that's it. Once you clock out at, in the office, mm. you're out. They can't you're contact gone. you and be like, hey, can you do this? I mean, uh, I have had some employers in the past who have done that, but they shouldn't legally. Uh, <laughs> got the waggle from me. Uh, but it would be hard, especially because with the ADHD as well, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. we kind of need that structure. So, uh, some of us, like, obviously I'm not going to speak for everyone who has ADHD, but with the whole work-life balance thing, we need that hard line because we can just run with whatever we're doing yes. and just hyper-focus on what's happening. If we don't have that, you know, uh, end of the day thing, we'll just keep going. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, I, I think have, a lot of employers take advantage of that. I've fallen into that trap. Um, my previous employer, because uh, I had a different job during – uh, Sydney's first lockdown, which was last year, I, yes. had diff- I had a completely different job. I was also working from home, but that job really did take advantage of that a lot more. We were asked to do a lot mm. more overtime. Um, you know, like they timed our lunch breaks and they measured our productivity and shit like that. And I hate Jesus. that. And the problem with working from home is like, if you're two minutes late back from your lunch break, they're like, mm why two minutes oh why are you two minutes late it's like well, sorry I, I didn't realize you're at home mm. like you're close to your desk anyway you have no excuse it's like well yes I do have an excuse I'm a human fucking being I'm not a productivity exactly. machine I think it's really unfair how many workplaces expect that of you I'm really glad mm-hmm. I'm not in that job anymore because we would literally have weekly meetings over our productivity stats. And if you were lacking, you would get called out in the meeting. And it I was would devastating. kill myself. Like I, oh, I, no, I wanted to. I wanted to. I can't, I can't handle that. I, I, I couldn't handle it. Was, I was struggling so much in this job during the first lockdown. I, my drinking got really bad. Like I, I'm going to mm. be frank. I'm going to be frank about that. And I'm um, just a, just a warning Sup, that Frank? I'm going to be. <laughs> fuck off um, just, a, <laughs> just a warning that I'm going to be talking about drinking um my drinking got very bad during that I was drinking literally every day I was drinking at least an entire bottle of wine a day if not two I had some days where I would go through four it was very mm. very very bad um it was it's really Gabby special <laughs> allegedly don't sue me. You've threatened to before. I just don't want it to happen. But yeah, like, I mean, like I, alcohol issues run in my family as well, you know? Um, so that was really bad for me. It was a really bad environment for me to be in because I was at home. I was already feeling bad enough about being in lockdown, 
but mm-hmm. they weren't going any easier on us. We still had these very strict expectations placed upon us of this much productivity. You you can't be more than like 10 seconds late back from your lunch break. Um, we like going to the bathroom, basically not allowed. You could only do Jesus. that during your break. And it's like... That's so fucked. I know. And it's like, I'm at home. My, my bathroom is like right there. You know, it's not like I have to walk across the building or anything. And it was just very dehumanizing for me. So I will say Mm. that I'm doing a lot better this time. I am still experiencing some burnout, but that's mostly due to changes in my workload and the fact that we're going through this for a second time. Mm. Like, it's getting tiring. But that first lockdown... Uh, the 2021 for me I was at an extremely extremely low point in my life uh in you know partially because of it like it really really fucked me up and really got me so I'm trying my best to make sure that that doesn't happen this time thankfully I'm working in a much better workplace now I have much Mm -hmm. more understanding managers and co-workers um the the problems are mostly like I'm not gonna say self-imposed um, I'm not doing bad on purpose. Uh, mm. I'm struggling because it's understandable that I would struggle. Even when I'm getting the support uh, that I have, even when I'm doing a better job than I used to, it's still not going to be easy and it's still not going to be something mm-hmm. that I can just, uh, you know, hand wave away and be like, yeah, no, but my managers have my back and it's fine. It's like, yes, they have your back, but... You're not neurotypical. I'm You're not a neurodivergent. <laughs> You've got yeah, exactly. Like I can, I can be trying my hardest and still be suffering because mm. suffering. Yeah, yeah I get it. suffering. There's constant suffering. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like so that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. And I've been thinking mm. a lot about burnout and a lot about work-life balance and a lot about those things and a lot about just past jobs in general that I've done Mm. and how I've gotten burnout in different ways from different jobs. And it's a pretty unique situation at the moment. (laughs) I feel like also with the BPD is another thing that I've noticed in a lot of support groups that I'm in is a, they're pretty fucking unsupportive sometimes the support groups, but B (laughs) a lot of us, have a lot of trouble keeping jobs and we switch and yes. it's because I mean for a myriad of reasons but partially because we a get bored b get slightly mm-hmm. irritated and then lose it so yeah <laughs> I remember I had one job mm-hmm. I worked at big w and I had been transferred to the entertainment section which was awesome because I got it was what I knew music um, movies, TV, all that kind of stuff is was kind of my wheelhouse. So I really enjoyed working there. And then I came into work one day and someone else was at my desk at my um, little counter. And then they were like, oh no, you're on, I'm here. I'm, I'm registered here. You're, you're on the, on the checkouts today. And I hadn't been on the checkouts for like a year. Um, so I went and checked the roster and it had the little number one, which is when you're rostered at checkouts. And I went off because no one told me, A, that I was moving back to checkouts and B, I fucking hated checkouts Yeah, because there was no escape. If When I was working at home entertainment, if I needed a breather, I could go out the back and just 
say that I was looking for stock, 30 seconds, regroup, and then go back out. Checkouts, Mm -hmm. you're there in the middle of everything. You can't escape. Yes. So I lost my shit. I was like, I'm not coming back. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm not coming back. And so I quit on the spot. (laughs) Oh, Didn't talk to anyone about it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Put in my resignation. I said, I'm going home sick. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. I am no longer working here. And they were like, well, you need to give two weeks. And I was like, all right, well, here's my two weeks. And then every day I called in sick. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't come in tomorrow. I'm sick. And I know that it screwed them over. And I really feel bad about doing that to my managers. But I, something just went it just snapped. in my head. It snapped. Yeah. I just, oh. And yeah. it wasn't even like there was a buildup because I loved my job and no one did anything to me. But I just, for some reason, it's like when you snap a glow stick, it's like, bam, there we go just bright yeah and when the old manager at the checkouts who I loved so much I went in shopping once and she was like oh you quit I didn't realize you know I didn't know you were quitting and I was like yeah because they moved me back to checkouts and she was like you didn't want the management position I went what and she said yeah well I was talking to the bigger boss and um she said who do you want to come and and be a manager on the checkouts. And I said, I wanted you. So that's why they were moving you to the checkouts to do, you know, because you needed to do some checkout experience before you became like, go back and do some more experience before you became a checkout manager. Uh, 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 what's the thing? Not checkout manager um, area, like a in within the yeah. store. No, I know. I know like what you mean. I department, think- department. Yeah. 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 A department manager. And oh I was like, God. Oh, well, no, I did not know that. They did not tell me that. Yeah, she that's like, the yeah, thing. It's were... like if they had made that clear to you <laughs> yes. and you, uh, you understood why the change was happening, yep. what was going on, if you had some mm-hmm. forewarning, then yeah, you would have been yeah. fine probably. I would have been fine, you would but have had, I lost also, you would have No had one some, told me. Also, you would have had some say in the matter because you would have been able mm-hmm. to be like, hey, I, you know what, I really appreciate that you considered me for this role, but I, you know, it's not something I want to do. Mm-hmm. Which has happened to me in another job on Lindemann Island. I was yep. interviewed for the um, chief of mini club or assistant chief of mini club. And they said, do you want this position? Because the person who previously had it is gone. Do we need someone to fill the role? Do you want it? And I said, no, I don't think that I can handle the responsibility of rostering, of, you know, being the person that handles all of the issues. I was like, I don't think I can handle it. I'd rather just stay. Yeah just looking after the kids and that was fine if this other job had maybe spoken to me but I lost it because I didn't know I walked into work expecting to go to the place that I'd been at for however many months and then all of a sudden was sort of thrown into oh no you're not working here you're working there yeah that's a mess that's 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 really bad organized (laughs) like Really badly organized. I was I'm so sorry. 18. I want people yeah. to know that I was 18 years old. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. it felt huge to me. No, of course. Of course. It would. It would. Just being kind of thrust back into that with mm-hmm. not being able to take the time to kind of let it set in your mind to, to prepare. Yeah. That's an important thing. And I feel like that's a, that's important uh, to have that transparency, whether you're neurodivergent or not. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of common courtesy. It's exactly it's just kind I of what told. management should do. <laughs> it's their job. Exactly. Mm. Uh, it was so like I can't be thrust into a situation. If it's something like 
one of the kids splits their head open, I'm fine. Like yeah. if someone's injured and they need help, I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. Mm-hmm. That kind of high pressure situation I can do. But when there's uncertainty like that sort of, I just can't. Yeah. I can't do it. No, no, that's totally understandable. Um, I was going to say I had the same thing when I was working in childcare. Like kid got an injury. Uh, there was a fight, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Kid had an accident in the bathroom. That's fine. I can swoop in. I can do what I need to do and be done. But like changes that are going to affect you for longer than just in that particular moment, that would always mm. fuck me up. Like if there was a rostering change, uh, if I had like a, a standard shift that I worked every week and then yeah. that got moved without um, without like forewarning, I just kind of yeah. found out because of the roster because someone was like, oh, why are you here? You, you don't start until 2.30 or whatever. That would oh, fuck me I up. I can hate that. That Ooh. would fuck me up. Mm. Um, so I totally understand that and I totally understand the little snap. I've, I've done that myself. Um, my first job was at, uh, McDonald's, as we know. Yay. Because I worked with, uh, I worked with Macca's boy. <laughs> um, and you quite, did? quite a few other people from our high school. Um, mm-hmm. and one day I was having a particularly bad day because something had happened outside of work. Um, I won't go into it. But something mm-hmm. bad had happened and I was feeling a bit depressed about it, but it was too late for me to change my shift. I was like, I'll just get through this shift. I'll get through it and then I'll be fine. And if I need to take tomorrow off or whatever, that's okay. I'll do that. So I, w- I was already not having a good time and I was struggling for that shift and I went into the cool room to just breathe for like mm-hmm. two minutes Two minutes. I come out and one of the managers flags me over and is like, Mm. hey, so I just saw you on the cameras. What were you doing? And I'm like, I'm like, I just, I just needed a second. Like, I'm really sorry. I just needed a second. I'll get back to it now. It's, it'll be fine. And they're like, look, you, you shouldn't be going there if you don't need anything. Like just kind of going Mm. off at me. And I snapped and I quit on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) I quit on the spot. And this manager is someone else that we went to high school with. Um, Who is it? Tell me. um, You'll bleep the name, yeah? Of course. I think her name was... (gasps) She hated Mm -hmm. me. She did Mm -hmm. not like me. But she was in your Mm -hmm. year at school and she did not like me. She was a friend of mine uh, until... I had a falling out with another mutual friend of ours mm. who uh, she was closer with. Yeah. So we just yeah. kind of drifted. <laughs> and then uh, I'm pretty sure that she partook in spreading certain rumors about me as well amongst all of our friends. Oh, um, cool. All right. So she was just. Yes. Just kind of a yeah. bitch then. Um, yeah. I she- think. <laughs> She was definitely... one time. Yeah, go on. Sorry, I have a I have a story about her. Yeah. One time I was at her house and she was like, I'm Irish, so we've got to bring in a dish for the multicultural day. I'm gonna bring in pea and ham soup. So I was like, all right, cool. And she's like, I'm gonna try and, you know, um I'm gonna try and make it do a tr- do a 
practice run before the real thing, she got <laughs> oh god, <clears throat> she got a big pot, mm-hmm. filled it with boiling water, mm-hmm. put in a little bit of salt, mm-hmm. a little bit of pepper, mm-hmm. bag of frozen peas, and had cut into little squares packet ham like the slices that you put on sandwiches mm-hmm. and put it in the water mm-hmm. and cooked it for about half an hour oh my god served it up and oh. she was like here is <laughs> so she just here boiled is- she just boiled peas and ham she just boiled them yes yes it was horrible no, you know, what? you know what? You know what? I'm pizza. so happy that you've told me that because I feel so much better about <laughs> quitting. <now. laughs> I feel so much better about quitting because she she was very she very much seemed like the kind of person that was kind of like high on her own authority. Because I had oh, yeah. other managers yep, yep, yep. there that if that had happened, they would have pulled me aside and been like, "Hey, look, you're not really supposed to be doing that. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. What's up?" do you want to change your lunch break and you can go on lunch now if you need some time or do you want to like whatever. And that Mm -hmm. I would have been fine with. Like if I've done something wrong, pull me up on it, but don't like go off at me for it because I was clearly struggling. I had gone into the cool room to cry for Mm -hmm. like less than five minutes, less than five minutes. They couldn't have missed me that much. Seriously. Um, so, yeah, and it was, again, it was kind of the managerial style. And yeah, I just snapped. I was like, with what I know of her. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm leaving. I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, we need you to cover your shifts for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you don't. You're no. the manager. You cover them. You're the manager. If you're going to, like, pull rank on me like that, when I, and keep in mind, I was about 15 or 16 at the time. Yeah. Like, I was a child. I wasn't even like an 18 year old. I was young. Mm-hmm. So like, it was just unthinkable to me that you could see a child who is clearly struggling. And yeah, I understand that you have a business to run, you have stuff to do, but your first instinct is to yell at this child in front of everyone. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it rubbed me the wrong way. So I quit. I quit that day. I didn't go back. Good for you. I'm very glad that I didn't go back because I've moved on to bigger and better things. Like There's... working in other shitty places. <laughs> There's something really um, satisfying about quitting on a shitty manager and just leaving them in the absolute mm. mm-hmm. pits. Mm-hmm. It's, I do sort of feel bad for good managers who have people quit and leave them or... You just, but if they're absolute shit balls, yeah, then it's awesome. No, I definitely feel the same way, and I think that's an important distinction to make. I have been in shit jobs before, and I've had great managers, and it would never even occur to me to do something like that when I have a great no. manager, when I have a great team. If I feel like I can actually speak to a manager and like discuss Mm -hmm. any issues that I'm having, any problems, whatever's going on, I'm going to feel so much safer. And if if it turns out that I do need to leave, I will leave respectfully. I will make the arrangements. I will work with them on that. But if, if it's a shitty manager, if it's someone who's just going to like pull rank on me and just 
make me feel less than dirt. Fuck mm. that. Fuck that. And I, I, I shouldn't have to do that. No one should have to do that. I, I see, don't ever want to do that ever again. See, it's... You can't be friends with the people that you manage. I understand that. But also, you need to respect them. And then that respect will go both ways. I feel like, obviously, mm-hmm. you were never going to be friends with this person. No. Um, <laughs> no. But if you had that respect from her, mm. then you would have, it would have ended a lot easier for her. Yeah, exactly. And I could have taught her how to make soup. <laughs> oh, my God. That, oh, I'll never forget that. That's just... Pea and ham soup is just... <laughs> it's just peas. boiled peas and hams. Just Sandwich meat. Like, just, just floating in the water yes. as well. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was oh, horrible. God. It tasted Wait, like... you ate dirty... it? You ate it? Well, yes. This was... Jace! Before... I like to give people a chance. I had a little sip. It tasted what I imagine dirty dishwater to taste like <laughs> like just bits of food floating in murky water oh my god you like to give people a chance to poison you that's what you like to do you like to give people and a I chance remember to... oh I remember it was probably about mm, 10 in the morning or something that she did this and we had to wait until Domino's opened at 11 before we could get food because that was oh that was gonna be our lunch our break like our like sort of snacky type thing because she was always going on about how good her how good it is so I was Mm. like oh this is gonna be awesome and then it was that and then we had to wait until 11 o'clock for them to open I and then further sorry (laughs) thank you but I'm sorry that you had to work under her that's all right keep going no that's it I think that's about that's the only (laughs) story I have about that oh no you just it seemed like you you had something else to say um, fuck, but like, so did she actually make proper pea and ham soup for the thing or? I don't think so. I think that, I think she just gave up and didn't bring anything. I'm not sure. I can't remember if she brought something or if she got her parents to make it or something. I, that... I would have given up too. I would have given up too. This is one of the reasons why I'm kind of glad that I was a very, very picky eater when I was younger is because people... <laughs> wouldn't be able to try out food experiments on me because I would just flat out refuse. Just nah. No, thank you. And here you. I am, just <laughs> willing to try the, the dishwater. Well, I think I think it's, um, and this, again, kind of ties back to working when you have a condition like BPD. It's the people-pleasing thing. Mm, like, yeah, yeah. I struggle with uh, saying no. I struggle with mm-hmm. admitting when I'm not doing well and asking for help because it's like, I don't want them to see weakness. I don't want them to have yep. a reason to get rid of me or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I will eat the proverbial pea and ham soup at jobs. <laughs> I will take on responsibilities that are too much for me. I will, yeah. you know, I'll do shit like that because I don't want to, I don't want this manager to... Get shitty at me for not drinking their soup. I worked at a childcare centre that was privately owned and it was across the road from a prison, which was fun in its own. Jesus. uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) Own right. 
Uh, I just spat my water everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have a... I was waiting at the bus stop one time to take the bus home from from, uh, work. And Mm -hmm. this guy comes and he sits down next to me and he's got this clear plastic bag with some clothes in it. And he's looking kind of rough. And he's like, hey, hey, Gandal. And I'm like, ah, good, thanks. You just finished work, did ya? Yeah, 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 just just finished work. You work over at the, the childcare centre? Yep, yep, work at the childcare centre. Oh, yeah, hot day, isn't it? Oh, mate, oh, it's so good to be out. Oh, yeah, I, I've been over in the I've been over in the prison for a while. I've been over there. Oh, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. how's, how is it good to, good for you? Yep, that's <laughs> awesome, you're out. <laughs> so we had this conversation and I noticed on his, on his, um, just above his knee, he had a tattoo that said Charlene. So it was like a beautiful tattoo. Well, not beautiful. It was like an accursive. And right underneath it in what looked like it was carved and then had <laughs> ink put into it, underneath the tattoo that said Charlene, it said sucks, S-U-X. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was the absolute best cover up. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, it was that's amazing. Great. God. I was terrified because I was I was 18 and there was this uh man who'd just been released from prison talking to me when I was waiting for the bus. I was a little scared that he was going to get on the bus with me and, you know, I would be dead because I didn't know what he was in for. Like he could have been in for anything. Yeah. Uh yeah. but I powered through <laughs> as uh people pleasers <laughs> tend to do. Just didn't want to offend the person. Yes, but yeah, that exactly. was like the best tattoo I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. But I worked like you, at... You don't want to yeah, offend go. them. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. But that, like, so it was a childcare center across from a prison. Yes. Who, who thought that through is what I want to know is... Nobody thought it through. I could give yeah. you his full name because I remember it, but... Oh God, yeah, the, okay. The boss... <laughs> The boss was horrible. Mm. I, oh, the biggest tight ass, but the kind of tight ass that has a lot of money. It was a family run business. And there was one point where the kids were painting in brown and black paint because in all the cupboards, in the art supply cupboards, there was no other paint. And so I ended up going out and buying paint myself to use with my class and then I found out later that there was a whole secret uh, sort of room stacked with bottles of different coloured paint that he just didn't want to bring out because he wanted to use up all the other paint first. So he had my little toddlers painting with brown and black. Oh, and he was like, you can do that. You can figure something out. And I was always buying stuff for this centre. I was buying mm. puzzles. I was buying toys. And you know, if I'd see something that the kids would like a DVD to put on it at quiet time... And I would always buy it. And then when I found out about that secret room, I was like, screw it. There's so much stuff in there. There's outdoor toys, indoor toys, stacks and stacks of puzzles. It's like, why am I spending my money that I'm getting from this job on this? I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. And then about maybe three or four weeks after I stopped bringing my own stuff in, he called me into his office and he was like, where did your initiative go? You used to be doing so much for the centre and now you're not doing anything. Fucking oh, hell. Oh, oh my know. God. That's I know. Bull 
bullshit. Holy He also shit. threatened to sue me once. Why? Uh, he called me and really scared me because I'd quit by that point because I just mm. couldn't fucking handle it. Yeah, so I'd course. quit. And one of the parents at the center needed someone on Saturdays to look after her kid while she went and did some work things. So I put together my little uh, babysitting kit, which had like all the art supplies and stuff. Went over on the Saturday, did the did heaps of art with them, made magnets out of pom-poms and googly eyes. And the mum was so happy that I'd engaged that much. She just thought that I was going to put them in front of the TV or something. And then I get this phone call on maybe like Tuesday saying that I was poaching kids from the centre and that's illegal mm. and he was going to sue me and call the cops and I was going to get in so much trouble and I ended up bawling my eyes out and then just completely ghosting this mother because oh. I was so scared. Oh, no. <laughs> but, it, okay, how are you poaching kids when it's on a Saturday when the centre isn't open? And you exactly. know, like, mm. exactly. He was like, yeah. that's illegal. You're not allowed to take clients from me. And it's <laughs> like, fuck mate. I'm an 18 year old babysitting on the fucking weekend. Oh my God. But and like, like you're not taking clients cause it's a different service. No, it's a different service. Exactly. If, if you had opened, okay. If you had opened your own childcare center, like next door mm-hmm. to his, and you were actively encouraging uh, parents to enroll their kids at your center as opposed to his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be poaching clients. I say quote marks. Come to my you... prison adjacent daycare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's way better. It's like, you know, it's slightly to the left of the prison. It's got a way better view of the prison yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the entitlement. I mm. I feel like the majority of this episode is about entitled managers. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my goodness. That's I'm liking fucked. this. It was fucked. I'm liking this. Um, yeah. I'm liking this jobs we quit or jobs that sucked sort of thing we've got going on. <laughs> Accidentally. Honestly, this, this was an accident. This was an accident. You know, we've discussed before that uh, Jason and I have very, very brief planning meetings before episodes, mm-hmm. uh, like 80% of the time. And I was like, can I just talk about how burnt out I am, please? Because mm-hmm. I'm just so fucking burnt out. And I want to talk about my burnout and burnout and blah, 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 blah. And now we're just like, shitty managers. But honestly, <laughs> that's that's a much more upbeat topic. So <laughs> I'm enjoying it. And yeah, like you said earlier, we've both had a lot of jobs. And mm-hmm. it is not uncommon for neurodivergent people to go through lots of jobs quickly. Because I personally, I find it very hard to stay in one place for long. Mm-hmm. Once the novelty of something wears off, mm-hmm. I struggle to stay motivated. Yeah, me too. I really struggle to stay motivated. So, And it sucks because for the first maybe six months or something of working in a job, I will be fucking stellar. I will be mm. star employee, absolute star employee. And then once the monotony of doing that job has set in, it means that it's harder for me to stay focused on it without letting things from outside the job kind of get on my mind. Mm. So when I'm learning something, when something is new and interesting and novel, I can focus on it completely. It's stimulating I can leave your my little brain. Home. Stimulating my little brain. Once it becomes part of a routine, mm-hmm. it's hard to keep the other stuff out. So my mental health outside of work will start affecting my mental health at work and other things like that. And there's a bit of a decline and I've had 
managers pull me aside before and be like, what's going on? Mm. And I'm like, oh, literally nothing is different outside of work. Like really, mm-hmm. not really, <laughs> but I have to kind of, I don't want to say lie. I don't lie. I tell them the truth and I tell them that my mental health is affecting my work because it is mm-hmm. just not necessarily in the way that they might think it is. It's not, not that for things a reason. outside work. Yeah. Get, yeah. It's not for any particular reason. It's just that I can no longer keep the two separate because I, I'm no longer yeah. getting the mental stimulation that I need from the job. It's a lot easier for me to become tired and burnt out. And yeah. I think that also has a lot to do with a lot of kids who are, you hear a lot about kids who um, are across the curriculum and know everything and they Mm. aren't being challenged academically anymore. So then they act out. It's kind of a similar sort of thing is once you're not being stimulated that's it. Like you're just, what's the point of anything? That's a bit bleak, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I get what you mean though. Like that's, that's a very good way of putting it. And it is kind of how I feel. Like I feel like I'm getting in trouble with my teachers because I'm not mm-hmm. getting A's anymore. You know? Yeah. I'm still putting in as much effort as I can, but my threshold mm-hmm. is lower. My threshold has been lowered because now this is no longer something that I find interesting to throw all of my time and all of my effort into and the other stuff from my life starts creeping in and it's definitely a concern for me with jobs and it's one of the reasons why um if you look at my resume I haven't stayed in many places for longer than a year the longest time that I was ever doing one job was when I was Mm -hmm. working in childcare, and that was because that was stimulating for me because kids are unpredictable exactly kids are unpredictable (laughs) yes exactly yeah and I was doing different stuff every day there were some things that got monotonous but it was fine because it was broken up with Mm -hmm. other more interesting projects I left childcare due to completely unrelated reasons completely unrelated Mm -hmm. reasons to the job itself the job was great love the job love the kids uh I had my reasons for leaving and they were pretty bleak Uh, but yeah, nothing to do with the actual role itself, nothing to do with the kids. I was having fun. I was having Mm -hmm. fun at work when I worked in childcare. It's not something that I would go back to, uh, just given where I am in my life now. Um, because I have now become, uh, I, I, my living situation is different. I become accustomed to earning a certain amount of money paying a certain amount mm-hmm. of rent, etc. To go back to childcare, I'd be taking a massive pay cut. And where mm. I am in my life, I can't do that. Cannot do that. So it kind of sucks, but I learnt a lot while I was doing it. And I look back on my time in childcare pretty fondly. I loved the job and I loved the kids, but I didn't love the actual centre that I was at because not only the stuff that I mentioned before, but they were absolutely horrible people, the owners. Mm. There was this woman that I worked with who was quite large and we were having a staff meeting and he said to her, can you go upstairs to the room out there and get um, something? I can't remember what he wanted. Mm. Something from one of the rooms upstairs And so she went up the stairs and as soon as she was gone, he was like, that should give us a good half hour. It'll take her a while to get up and down the stairs because she's so fat. 
I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? It was absolutely horrible, horrible. And I did not like this woman. Yeah. But but there's no way I would have ever said something like that. And and I lost my voice once and I was like, I literally cannot talk. And they thought it was the most hilarious thing. So they would be like, oh, hey, if you if you want to work overtime without getting paid, uh, just don't say anything. And I'd just be like, <laughs> like oh, I couldn't speak. Horrible. So they'd like just pick on me and it was this husband and wife and then the um the wife's sister or something yeah. that 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 had like owned it it was shocking and the, oh, I had a stomach bug once and I wasn't eating and I was just vomiting for three days Ooh. that was it I would have water yeah. and I'd vomit it straight out and it was sorry trigger warning um and I finally went back to work after the three days and I think it was the weekend as well. Finally went back to work on the Monday. And as soon as I got in there, they were like, oh my God, you, you look like you've lost so much weight. You look so skinny. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Oh my God, you look so good. And I was like, haven't eaten in like five days. And, and that, of course that like reawakened the giant that was sleeping inside me was like oh I look really good and people are happy Mm. and what Mm -hmm. keep doing what I'm doing but what I'm doing is just drinking water and not not eating and vomiting (laughs) and and they and they knew they knew what they were doing and it was just they were just oh they were awful and uh someone who was on my Facebook probably maybe like two years after I left was like oh my god I'm so excited I just got a job in childcare. I'm working at that place and straight away I was like you need to get out of there you need to get out of there like it will that job if it doesn't just completely wear you down it will kill you like you you get the hell out it was an absolute nightmare oh my god that's that's horrible that's really really horrible that's (laughs) yeah it was fucked yeah that's look what yeah, what I'll say is the reason that I got out of childcare, uh, like, I won't go into detail, um, but it was because of the other staff. It was because of the other staff that I left. Mm. Um, yeah, job itself was great, kids were great, but yeah, like, if you don't have good management, you don't have good people around you, people that are going to say shit like that, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't blame you. Know- I don't blame you. No. It, it will surprise nobody to know that I've been binging a lot of television. <laughs> and um <laughs> what kind of shows jace what have you been binging well, i what cop have show watched now? it's not a cop show mm. it's a firefighter show <laughs> uh, but there's so much drama in the firehouse and in the cop shows that i watch there's so much drama in the in the police stations and in the medical dramas there's so much drama in the hospitals and it just clicked in my mind then there should be a drama about childcare. Oh, I'd watch that. That would, I that would, watch would blow that. the fucking pants of anything else you've ever seen. Because the childcare centre. I could write for that. I could write for yeah, that. We, we should do it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, because shit that goes on in the mm. childcare environment between mm. the staff and everything like that mm-hmm. is absolutely it's it will blow your mind it will yeah. absolutely blow your mind yeah oh yeah no um, I remember when I did leave a lot of people were like oh like what what was this did you did you get sick of the kids like that kind of thing mm-hmm. you know, not 
not being like, oh, kids suck, but like, did that get a bit much for you? And I was like, no, no, the kids were great. Kids, and whenever I would say it was the staff and it was issues with mm-hmm. the staff, they were shocked. They were mm-hmm. absolutely shocked. And I'm like, maybe it's one of those things that you just need to be in the industry to know. So I that's was an untapped not- market. It, we should do it. Mm. I was not allowed to tell the families that I was leaving. My boss was like, you're not allowed to tell anyone. Oh, no. And oh. yeah. And um, I finally was like, okay, the day before I left, I told one of my favorite uh, families. I was like, I'm leaving. Um, I wasn't allowed to really say anything. And then the next day on my last day. Oh, no, I told her that day. Yeah. I told her that morning when she dropped the kid off. I was like, I'm really going to miss you guys because you have been, you know, watching your kid grow the past couple of years has been incredible. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, you're leaving? Like when? I was like, today is my last day. I wasn't. She's like, why didn't you tell anyone? No one knows. And she went around and told all of the parents oh, no. that I was leaving. And then she ended up rocking up to pick her kid up with like chocolates and flowers oh. and some like weird like um, scented powder, shimmer powder thing. I kept it for ages, even Aww. though I never used it. It was the most ugly thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. But it meant so much to me that she spent that day, like, rallying everyone and telling them. Yeah, that's really sweet. Oh, gosh. Aw. But, yeah, drama based in a childcare center would that absolutely would slap. go off. That would fucking slap. It would. Seriously. I have so much shit to say. <laughs> Me too. Let's write it. Oh my god! All right, we're writing it. We're writing it. This is that's going to be our side project. Um, Nobody steal our idea. Copyright. uh, Copyright. We can prove that we had that idea first. And if there is already a show like that, don't tell us. Don't (laughs) don't crush our dreams. Please don't crush my dreams. We don't want to (laughs) know. Fuck no, that would be very good. That would. I think that'd be really, really good. Oh my god! Like, are there shows out there about like? parents of kids i mean obviously that that's very broad Um, (laughs) that's really broad that's really broad um but like yeah like a show about um like the parents and the staff at a school or a childcare center that would be a really good drama i think there's a show that only had one season i think that i absolutely loved Mm. called bad mothers bad mothers Mm -hmm. i think it was bad mothers it was about obviously mothers um yeah it followed the parents of a like a group of kids it was an australian drama oh see i love that i love that it was really good i really enjoyed it yeah it was bad mothers um and it was like had like a murder type thing like who killed this mother who everyone hated um and it was drama with like who's sleeping with whose husband and whose kid is like off the rails and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And I really wish they did another season. But, you know, what can you do? I love shit like that. I Yeah, it was really good. Oh, I love shit like that. That would be really good. I mean, we, we, we come up with a lot of ideas for hypothetical TV shows, don't we? <laughs> Look, oh. if we just put as much effort into making our little ideas a reality as we do, like, spitballing and... <laughs> laughing about how good of an idea it would be we could actually have something decent on our hands 
we could, could be someone. Oh my god, I could be famous. I could be hanging out with all of my. Obviously, f- we're starring in these shows. Oh yeah, a hundred. I mean, you are. You know, you're a parent, and we've both worked I in am. childcare. So you know, like we know this shit back to front. Um, I would need to be the hot one that the parents wanted to fuck. Um, I am gonna put that stipulation in there. Um, All right, I'll write you. I've got a, um, <laughs> I've got a real life scenario that I can write for you. Oh my! See now, not I, me. No, 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 no. But now I'm torn. Now I'm torn because you, you have a story. I can tell you have a story. <laughs> do we, do we tell it on the pod no, or no, do no, we no. save it for our hypothetical we'll TV show that our... that we're probably not gonna make? <laughs> let's save it for our very real television show that we will write and then pitch to like channel 10 or something channel 10 we know you're listening yeah get get a get onto us yeah (laughs) i mean look maybe i know some people that work at channel 10 maybe do you have you fucked them no no i very much have not would you no okay are they fuckable um they are my friend. Oh. In an entirely platonic way. Okay. Okay, not then happening. I will not. Uh... <laughs> All right, no comment. <laughs> not ever, ever, ever happening. But, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I like, I remember. It's got legs. <laughs> it's got, yeah, it's got something. I remember, um, that is something that I really wanted to do when I was younger is I wanted to write um, mm-hmm. scripts. Uh, yeah. And I actually wrote um, a couple of plays when I was in high school. They are horrible and they are never seeing the light of day. Um, Can we mostly do you be- still have them? No, mostly because they're <sighs> bad, but also because the laptop that they uh, were on is in landfill now. Um, no, I'm sorry. do you know how badly I wanted I to act know, out one of those plays? I know, just a dramatic oh, reading on the podcast of the so bad good. shit I wrote when I was a teenager. Like, we we have so many options of bad shit that I wrote as a teenager that we could be doing dramatic readings of, but unfortunately they have been lost to the sands of time, either because the laptop that they were on is gone or the fan fiction forum that I wrote them on no longer exists. Gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, <laughs> the the musings of a 16-year-old Re are never going to see God the light it. of day. Yeah, I'm pretty happy about that, honestly. Uh, I I know you're not because you want content. I know. <laughs> I want content. Yeah. I, um, I remember in primary school, I had a favorite book about oh, something about a mouse and a strawberry. And... It was my absolute favorite. Oh, no, maybe it was – oh, hang on. I probably did it a couple of times. I remember the mouse and the strawberry book and also one about um, a town making a massive pizza, making, like, the biggest pizza. Ooh. And I made all of – I turned that book into a script and no. I gave all of my friends parts and then we performed it at the, on the quadrangle. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> I love so that. <laughs> oh, that was probably awful. I want to oh, watch it, it now. De- almost <laughs> definitely terrible. 
I'm pretty sure I probably gave myself the role of the um the Italian chef. <laughs> Uh, I can't imagine why I would give myself that role. Jace, I'm so sorry for when you're editing this because that, that me laughing just then probably just blew your eardrums out. I, wow. I can, no, I'm just imagining you though with a mustache and just being like, oh yeah, uh, doing the hand. Oh yeah. You did that? Oh my God. Oh yeah. It's a big pizza. Shout out Italy. Oh my God. Uh, we love you. Italy, we know you're listening. We love Actually, you. we do have one listener from Italy, according to the stats. Oh my God. Well. Oh, should I say we had? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're gone now. They're gone. They're gone. Um, I love Italy. I love Italian cuisine. I love Italian men. Spaghetti. <laughs> um, I love the, the band that won Eurovision. They're from Italy. Uh, Italy has lots of good things. And uh, please don't hate us, Italy. We love you. It makes me think of um, New Girl when Nick's making spaghetti bolognese. And he's like, are you putting... And, and then it's like, are you putting bologna in the spaghetti bolognese? Yeah. Where else do you think it gets its name from? That was a trick question. It's from the mayo. <laughs> the mayonnaise. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, look, at least, uh, at least that's not what your play was about. At least your play was not about making spaghetti bolognese with bologna mayonnaise. Would you rather eat? Oh God. Spaghetti bolognese, spaghetti bolognese with, uh, bologna and mayonnaise Mm -hmm. or pea and ham soup with frozen peas and Sliced ham. I know you're vegetarian, but pretend it's it's vegetarian. Uh, I'm gonna have to say the spaghetti then. I'm gonna have to say the the spaghetti. (laughs) Me too. Like it. Like it would be awful, but I feel like if I dumped enough salt and pepper on it, I could probably suffer through it. Whereas pea and ham water, which is what it is, it's like trying to make tea out of frozen peas. That I feel like would be a much more difficult experience to forget because you just, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't, but then there's the texture of spaghetti and, oh, this one's hard. This one's really hard. I'm probably still going to go with the spaghetti because there's pasta in it. So I can, I can enjoy that at least, but pea and ham water what what do I enjoy about that? Water. And it's tainted. <laughs> At least with the spaghetti, there's spaghetti. And I can... Forgetty. Because <laughs> it's spaghetti. That was bad. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to rationalize this in my head. The fact that I would choose that spaghetti. And I'm finding it very difficult. And I'm, I'm dying. I'm tr- I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it anymore, Jace. I'm going to ask, just, I'm going to do a quick, like, 10-minute poll, I think. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Um, oh. Zero days, zero hours, and 10 minutes. Fucking hell. Would you rather eat spaghetti with mayo and bologna or 
frozen peas and ham in water. Is that a good way to write it? Because this length is... Sure. <laughs> All right. I've got, I'm going to have it up for 10 minutes. We'll see what the people think. Oh, my God. <laughs> I... I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so much. Well, Do I you... need to know what people would choose. <laughs> Do you think that when people see us both tweeting weird shit around the same time they immediately are see- oh they're recording the, those, yeah, those two so. are recording why are they both asking everyone these questions i'm not i'm not gonna make a poll but if i did people would almost certainly just immediately be oh those, they're fucking why they're recording can can you retweet it please because you you'll reach more people than me fine i'll retweet it Thank you. There's only a 10-minute poll because I don't want to go too long. Thank you. Jeez. It's for the fucking content. You shouldn't even be, like, <laughs> upset about it. No, it's fine. It's good it's shit. Fine. It's fine. Okay. Did you I've... vote? Yes, I voted and I retweeted. Yeah. There we Thank go. You. So, uh, everyone. All right, everyone. Every... <laughs> everyone, uh, in the... go back Go back in, in time, time <laughs> and answer our poll. This isn't a live show. Sometimes I forget this isn't a live show. <laughs> we I should really... be on radio, man. Well, you, Kyle, come at us. Yeah. Fucking speaking of Kyle. Oh, no. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Kyle has posted a TikTok and this got retweeted into my Twitter feed by a mutual of mine and Jace's. So we both saw it. Um, Kyle Sanderlands has done a rap about getting vaccinated and he did it over ice ice baby mm-hmm. and it's called get vaxxed baby mm. and when i tell you that watching that <laughs> made me want to rip my arm off <laughs> and try and shake the vaccine out of it just fucking flail it around everywhere just fucking splatter the walls like paint get that shit out of me right now because who signed off on this who said this was a good idea? Should we play a little snippet so that people know what we're talking about? <sighs> I don't want to listen to it again, but okay. You have to. All right. Oh, my God. All right. Here we go. Here we go. I want to die. I hope I get COVID and I die. Vaccinate and listen. We are back with a brand new injection. Someone grabbed a hold of you tightly. Roll up your sleeves with a daily or nightly. Will this ever stop? Yo, we don't know. But stuck in lockdown, really blow. Too many people think Vax is a scandal. Take two shots and COVID's handle. Pfizer or AstraZeneca. Mm, what rhymes with AstraZeneca? Oh yeah, America. One of a hundred places you can travel to. So just relax. All right, that's quite enough of that. It's horrible. It's horrendous. I, I'm going to rip my own ears off. <laughs> I'm, I want to just, I want to delete every app from my phone so that I never have to even accidentally see that again. I feel like someone worked very hard on that and it sucks and I didn't work hard at all on mine last week <laughs> and it ruled so yours was yours was beautiful yours was so good and also you're not Carl Sanderlands I That's feel true. like I feel like we're we're coming to a point 
where Carl Sanderlands is being declared podcast enemy number one. Oh, he's enemy um, of the podcast. We have enemy of the podcast. Oh my god, we Carl have our Sanderlands. first enemy. We're gonna have to have Carl watch <laughs> and just report on all the stupid shit he does. Welcome back which to Carl Gate. Everything. Hashtag Carl Gate. <laughs> Oh, God. Podcast enemy number one, Kyle Sanderland. Kind of, what has he done this week? That. See, it's fun for us, but also <laughs> it's like he's taking up space inside our heads and he doesn't know who we are at all. But he will. Living in he our will. heads rent free. He will when we when our empire gets off the ground. Exactly. We're going <laughs> to, when the boxing match is uh, finally scheduled, mm-hmm. it's on. Yep. Yep. To use his words that yep, he I'm used gonna... once, it's on for young and old. Oh, God. I'm going to have to start practicing. Um, I'm going to have to get a punching bag. I'm going to stick a picture of his face to it. Um, and I'm just going to get really jacked. I mean, mm-hmm. look, another four-week lockdown, that's a great opportunity <gasps> for me to just start Brilliant. working out, get really buff, and then just beat the shit out of Kyle Sanderland. See, I feel like maybe my body wouldn't handle any of that stuff. So I'll be your person that comes and wipes your face and puts a towel around you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, 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 um, I'm, I'm Hillary Swank and you're, uh, Clint Eastwood. I've always thought that about us. I've always thought we're the Clint Eastwood (laughs) and the, and the Hillary Swank of podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. Okay. So I'm thinking, I, I'm, I'm getting some ideas. We need to uh, get the cover of that film and Photoshop. <gasps> I do. Photoshop some heads. That's it. Just heads will Photoshop. And then that's just, and then that's just our campaign poster. Ooh. Um, for letting me fight Kyle. <laughs> Hashtag let refight Kyle. <laughs> We're starting a movement. Oh my god, a movement! It's happening. We're starting our own social movement uh, in which I get to punch. Once lockdown is lifted. I get to punch that smug fucker in the face. We are going to hold a uh, socially distanced masked event. (laughs) I was going to say. We're going to start raising funds. I was going to say you can punch him and I'll rap battle him, but I don't want to rap because that would be like top of the list of the whitest things that I've ever done. Once again, the non-white one is the whitest one on this podcast. <laughs> Once again. And I'm the only person that's allowed to say that. If anyone else exactly. said that to you, you you would fucking punch them. But <laughs> You're the only non-person of colour that's allowed to say that to me. Thank you. And um, although I if you're a person of colour and you are saying it in a mean way, then you're also not allowed to say that to me. Yeah. Yeah, you're not allowed to be racist or mean. Yeah. Um, Otherwise yeah. you're being racist. <laughs> Otherwise you're being... <laughs> I do... I don't know if this is a bad thing, but I do like saying that things are homophobic uh, yeah. when they go badly for me. <laughs> I like doing that too. That's why I, I... It's because I think people who aren't in the, min- in the minority that mm. we are in mm-hmm. they always are like oh you're pulling the gay card or you're pulling the race card or you're pulling this card the disability card or this or that so it's like well if they're yeah. allowed to say it about us why, why can't, can't i actually pull it? that card i'm gonna exactly. pull the card i'm gonna pull do it. it pull my I'm card i'm gonna pull 
yeah, baby, I'll pull your card. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I'm going to pull the homophobia card. Uh, me not getting to punch Carl Sanderlands. Homophobic. Yep. It's homophobic. That's it. We got no, no way about it. to truly move past bigotry. <laughs> I need to be allowed to punch Carl Sanderlands. And that's how we know that we will have achieved world peace. No more bigotry, that's... no more homophobia, no more racism. No more COVID. No more COVID. I just get See, to punch look, him. You don't need to get the jab. Re needs to get the jab. I need to get the jab in. Yep. It's fucking pow, pow, pow. Just get that's in. It. Get in. Just... <laughs> we're going to get sued. We are going oh, to get dear. sued. I'm... No, we're not talking about Carl Sanderlands. <laughs> we're talking about Smile Smandersmans. <laughs> we're talking about Sand Carlalands. <laughs> <laughs> Candy lands. <laughs> oh dear. Yes. Yes. And uh, his his broadcasting partner, uh, Jackie P. <laughs> Jackie P and Ham Soup. Jackie P and Ham <laughs> Oh god. Oh. I should check right. the poll. I'm gonna check the poll yeah, before we check the poll. Whoops. No. Oh. You just, just. Let's see. Fucking... All right. Do we have any movement on the poll? Well, Anna Maria says this is the hardest would you rather I've ever encountered. It's so upsetting. I can't deal. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. Uh, however, ooh, it's a ninety-one percent would rather eat spaghetti with mayo and bologna and 9% mm-hmm. would rather eat frozen peas and ham in water. Exactly. So I was right. We were right yep. about that. Um, but of course I'm right because it's something that Nick Miller did and he yep. is my perfect man. He's my perfect man. He, it's Well, okay, it's a tie between him and Spencer Reed. Um, but in terms of TV characters, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. I love Nick Miller. I, I really I relate. When he's like, I'm finally, I love getting old. I'm like, I can't wait to get old. I, I'm finally aging into my personality. That, mm-hmm. that, that was like I, right there. I really heart. relate to uh, Nick Miller in that I'm a stupid piece of shit. Um, uh-huh. And yet I somehow managed to pull really hot people. That's true. Was I yeah. supposed to disagree? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, do not disagree. No, I but like you're also you pull- hot. I like when you call me stupid, honestly. I, I, I find it refreshing because it means that you're not making fun of me for being a kiddie genius for two seconds. Well, mm. I'm going to, yeah. No, I'm, no comment. Yeah, exactly. I like you too much. Yeah. I don't want you to hate yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I'm a people yeah. pleaser. Well, I'm a people pleaser. Well, I mean, you just said that you like me, so now I don't have to ask the question. Because I, I was going to say, I, I think we're coming to the end of this one. Do you still yeah. want me to ask the question, Jace? Well, you don't have to ask the the question. I I can ask you. You can ask? All right. Re. Yes, Jace. Even though I made you listen to (laughs) Kyle Sandland's horrid, horrid white man COVID vaccination rap. Yes. Do you still like me? I do. uh, For our... But I, I, I have to because uh, otherwise that TV show is not getting made. I can't You're run right, with that actually. idea by myself. Um, you know, we're locked in this together now. 
So, so yeah. <laughs> Hashtag COVID, we're in this together. <laughs> Hashtag let reflight Kyle. <laughs> <laughs>